Hello, everyone. This is hello, everyone. This is Dr. Yam, your Keep It Simple coach. I want to say thank you to each of you that are joining us in our live component of Create Your Low Content Product for your audience, and that we're going to also um, make it have an opportunity to um, break into our actual productivity time. So the way that I have this uh, working is I'm going to give you a quick coaching session, training session, and then really just a simple, somewhat simple, actionable task so that you can have that as your kind of check off the box for today. And then return back tomorrow and we're just going to pick up where we leave off each day and have our kind of building blocks. So um, if you haven't already done so, you can either use inside of, for many of you, you are uh, recipients of the um, design, build, and sell your first low content offer. Um, bootcamp kit. Inside that bootcamp kit is a, a task guide, and there is kind of like your note keeping guide inside of there. So you're help. You're a morning um, welcome to use that for note taking. It's a fillable PDF document, and um, and I'll have I'll bring that back up at the end of the session as well. Otherwise, um, if you're like me, I, I like my journals. And I just jot everything down here. Sometimes I'm a mind mapper and I use a mind mapping application. Just kind of depends on my mood and what I'm trying to accomplish. So whatever note-taking uh, instrument that works best for you, go with that. And then I think you'll be in good shape. Now, given that, I'm going to... Um, so our sessions are going to be broken down into five days for the five-day challenge. And so we're in day one. And so I'm going to go ahead and share my screen and get right into our work for today. So give me one second. And might get ugly in a minute. Hold on, just make sure I can. Can't do that, okay. There we go. All right, so everyone should be able to see my screen okay? Great. So again, create your low content product five-day challenge. This is intended for this to be a very um, in interactive component. By the end of the five days, you should have either a pretty solid finished product or a damn good draft of what you want to be able to bring forward to your intended audience by way of either a lead magnet or, uh, which again, a paid for lead magnet, or in some cases you may want to just use it for a freebie as part of a trial. So it's really just going to depend on where you are in your journey as a entrepreneur. Um, this is an opportunity for many of you that already have launched a business that you're looking to see, how can I expand and do something a bit different with um, what I'm doing already in order to meet some goals that I, you have for yourselves um, financially, as well as just for business growth in general. Um, and then second might be, this is also a great opportunity for many of you who have not started a business yet. This is a great way to launch a business and that you're not having to put a lot of things into place, but this is a way to enter into the marketplace with your concept and your idea and kind of take it from there. So this is an opportunity to kind of use it as both. Now, there is a chat component already built in if you're not familiar with Zoom. Uh, please know that at the bottom of your screen or to the left or to the top, depending again on the device that you're on, um, I'll be posing some questions so you can go inside of the chat to do so. And then at the end, when we go into our kind of Q&A and co-working hour, um, you have an ability, I'll turn the mics off, uh, but for the sake of right now, I'm just going to keep it so that we can stay um, I'm on task with respect to that. So today we're going to be focusing on... Uh, day one. And this is really, again, just the planning. What does that high value, low content product look like? Now, again, this is a subcomponent of what's found inside of uh, the design, build and sell your first offer bootcamp kit. Um, but we felt that it was a, a great opportunity to kind of bring people along and help them along this kind of meaty part of the content in and of itself. So day one, we're really just focusing on Planning the plan, if you would. 
So here, our goal is just that. Plan for the who and plan for the what. So again, what type of product and for what type of person and then um, being able to then uh, meet the audience where their needs are so that you can fulfill them and start to build a relationship with them. The great thing about a low content product is, is that it's very doable. Um, it doesn't require a lot of effort, if you would. Uh, so I would kind of say it's like the down and dirty version. There definitely is a part of a bigger picture, if you would. We'll talk a little bit about what that could look like for a sales funnel. Um, so this could just be that kind of uh, Kickstarter, if you would. So we're going to plan for the who and get real specific about that, as well as your what. So when you're making a plan, we're looking at three components. We want to think about um, before you even start creating. And I th that, think that's kind of where people get a little lost in a way is that they start with the creating and they have to determine the who and the what first. And I know that's not the cute stuff. That's not where the fun is. <laughs> but if you do this part first and you do it well, the product that you create will lend itself to a much better outcome for yourself. So you want to kind of think very strategically about your why in that regard. So here again, your planning is being really um, clear about who the product is for. Then we're going to determine what this product is for. And then we're going to find out if it's going to sell. And so there's a little bit of what we call like market research, if you would. And I have some tools that are going to help you to do that part of your investigation if you haven't done it already. And again, um, <clears throat> some of this is going to be a little bit of a repeat. You may have heard these terms before. It's always good as a refresher because we tend to, again, we don't tend to like the not sexy stuff, but it's the not sexy stuff that helps us to be better and effective in our work. So let's look at the who is it for. So you want to be sure that at no point in producing a product that you don't want to be able to produce a product that nobody wants, right? You, you don't want to feel as though you've done all this work and then nobody comes to the party. And so in order for you to figure this out, you want to make sure that you're designing it for an intended audience, an intended user, recipient, that is going to be useful for them not just because you like creating it, but that it was going to be something of value to that individual. And so this is where you're going to be sure that you know who your audience is and what is it that they're looking for. Oftentimes as solopreneurs, freelancers, and coaches, we think we know what our customers want. Um, and then oftentimes it's not until either you get the negative feedback of no respondents in a way, um, that you find out that may not be what you wanted. And then you, you wasted a lot of time. And I, I've been, uh, I've, I've, done, I've gone down that road myself in my earlier days. So um, it is a learning process. And this is the other thing. You do this process each and every time you are going to launch a product. So this is not a one-off. This is about a habit we want to always be mindful of when it comes to creating any type of product, whether it's a low content product, a course, a mastermind, uh, anything of that nature. You, you always wanna be um, thinking along the same lines and going through this process and it will evolve over time. Uh, who I thought I wanted to start uh, servicing with my coaching and consultant at the very beginning stages of my uh, work is not the same person I do today. So always give yourself permission to um, evolve and to shift when the uh, need is there. And sometimes you do it intentionally and sometimes it may just come out of the, the need of what you are looking to do as well. So just know that you have that in front, uh, in front of you to, to give yourself permission. I think sometimes uh, we, we get a lot of sign, sound bites. We get a lot of shiny objects thrown at us all the time. I don't know about you, but every time I'm scrolling through Facebook, I'm always seeing somebody else's offering that. I'm like, oh my gosh, should I be doing that? Should I be doing that? And, um, and then I have to catch myself. It's like, it's not about them. <laughs> I could do it. And sometimes I make a snapshot. And I'm like, oh, that's, that looks like a really good idea. 
I'm going to save it, but I got to stay focused on where I am. So here again, building a really clear picture about who that target market is. And essentially that means that ideal customer, your ideal client, who do you want to serve with the solution that you have, the talents that you have to bring to market, either by way of a product or of a service. And so you want to be able to kind of figure that all out on the front end. I do want to share that sometimes, you know, we, we hear a lot of terms. So I thought it would be helpful to hear clarify on one particular thing. There is a difference between a target audience and a target market, right? So when we think about a target market, we're thinking about um, a set of customers as a sub or a group of people, right? That you plan to sell to and are going to be reaching that particular marketing um, activities, those people that you're offering your service and your products to versus your target audience is going to be that subgroup of people within that larger target market that's going to be served by your marketing efforts, like your sale, like Facebook ads or your social media promotions. Um, they're the audience that you have to build, which is also another reason why you need to go through this exercise of me being very definitive around your who you're serving and your in your um, your avatar is because when it comes to doing the audience building, if you want to go down some of the marketing um, path, which um, I, I cover in, in a different course, but those same descriptors, your demographic information is going to be very useful for when you go to build an audience for yourself, when you want to go down a paid ad uh, 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 road, if you would. So when we're thinking about your ideal person, you want to be thinking about the demographics of your, what we call an avatar or persona. And again, you, you should, uh, this for many of you is not new information, but again, we should be revisiting it on a routine basis. So again, age, the demographics, they, they don't all have to play a part in it, but you have to say whether it does or not when you're building the avatar. Does it mean, is it a difference if there, is there a difference if, for your customer for age? Is it gonna be, does it make a difference about their gender? Do you service mostly to men or do you really focus to women or does gender not play a part in this? Um, Locality, some of you may be very local vendor retailers or service-based vendors. Um, I have a lot of customers who are very more locale in their service space, um, like meal preps, nutritionists, massage therapists, and the like. Those are more local. And so location may play a part. Um, but if you are more of an online uh, business, then it may not. Or you may say, I don't want to go over the waters. Right? I don't want to do anything international because of um, the nature of what I'm trying to do. Or maybe, again, it may be more product-based and you don't want to deal with shipping. So there's those types of things you want to be in mind for. Does education play a part? Does the, the type of profession or industry that they work in or, 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 or aspire to be in, um, does that play a part in your avatar? Does a marital status make a difference or not? Again, because your subject topic matters, there may be some of you may be in uh, counseling. And you may be helping couples who uh, want to uh, maybe get back to where they first started and why they fell in love, right? So marital status may play a part. Does income play a part? Do you, are you trying to um, attract people because of the disposable income that they have or the lack of income that they have? Maybe you're into financial planning or what have you. Um, and then the other things about your demographics is also some of their behaviors. You know, so in, what do they watch? What do they do during their free time? Who do they trust? Who do they not trust? All of those components of those demographics and you wanna kind of keep those pieces in mind. And you wanna identify, um, again, matching up your expertise with a need. The whole point of going into business is that you're solving a problem. Every time you watch television, and you watch a commercial, it's a problem out there someone's trying to solve by way of a product or a service. And I always find it interesting how the language, um, I'm very observant. So I try to, when I look at, listen to commercials and I watch ads and things online, I'm being real mindful around who are they really trying to, to um, 
to attract and what problem are they solving? And those are just little mental exercises that you could do yourself as you're listening to um, even um, on the radio, if you're in your car and you listen to commercials or you're watching television, listen out for the sounds and the words, the choices that they're using. But you want to be able to identify the need and the problem for your intended audience. How does the product or the service that you have going to solve a problem that they're currently dealing with? And what are their worries? What keeps them up at night? What's preventing them from, what could be preventing them from either buying your product or a similar product? What's getting in their way? So from a problem solving perspective, that's where you really wanna kind of be thinking around. How can what I produce as a low content product or anything else for that matter is helping them to uh, feel better, resolve an issue, be more productive, get to the other side, whatever that intended issue is. So identify the need and the problem for your audience. Why don't we do this in the chat? I want you to share with me um, what 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 are you an expert at? Like, what problem are you solving, or what are you really good at in for your service of, or what product are you selling? I'm curious to hear. So, in the chat, share with me um, what are some of the uh, the service that you, or expertise that you have. Oh, great helping ADHD moms get organized. Wow, what a great, great focus. Education about wild birds, beautiful, beautiful. I know everybody's really getting out more in nature stuff. I love to hike. I don't do enough of it because Florida, we're real flat here. <laughs> so we don't get to do too much hiking. I mean, there's parks and everything. Um, oh, Photoshop expert, very nice. Great, 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 great examples. Um, and so remember, so you want to be able, it's almost like, think of this as I always go back to dating, which is bad. Um, but I want you to always think about you and your intended audience and your ideal customers, like you're going on a date. And this is, so for this particular exercise, you're really focusing on the first date, kind of like a blind date in some instances. They don't know much about you and they, they may know a little bit about you because somebody told them, right? And you told them in your social media and all those other things. And you really don't know that much about them. And so that's the opportunity that you have of nurturing your customers at the same time, your intended people. Um, so there's that, great. Okay, surface pattern design is very, very nice. My sister's a graphics designer. <laughs> So um, I lean on her often. That's what you get when you have inside help. <laughs> okay. Now, I, I want us to think about, um, so what would be the problem that you're solving now that you have the expert and you, you already kind of niched out that person in some of the examples. So for those of you who are watching in the recording, I want you to be able to, again, think of it in those same things. What are the concerns that are going to be able to make them feel better? All right. So let's look at, um, here's what a demographic could look like. Um, I chose this one because I have uh, a nephew who's uh, launching his business um, uh, concept, and he's a sneakerhead. So sneakerheads are kind of like have a grand affinity for sneakers. Uh, of, and so this is kind of the demographics that I kind of pulled together working with him, right? So he knows that this is kind of the ideal age bracket. This is, comes from some of the data that's out there. Um, it is more male gender in nature than it is female. So that's pretty much who, he, although he works with both, but that's pretty much who it's geared towards, right? And then um, again, some of those key, what they call uh, psychomograph psychographics, things like those behaviors. So again, they want to look good, but they don't want to follow the trends. They like to play, they pick up basketball after work and on the weekends. They have strong values about friendships and community because, again, it's a there's a whole community out there for sneakerheads um, that I had no idea about, right? And so they also are loyal to um, usually one or two brands, 
um, as well. So I want you to put these things in the context of your customer. Here's some of the challenges that they face, right? That finding athletic footwear for both stylish and comfortable, that's a challenge for them. And then that they love to look at designer sneakers, but can't afford it, <laughs> right? So, but the, those are some of those nuances when we think about um, their, your ideal customer. Kind of think of it like in a day in the life of your ideal customer, right? What's, what does that look like? And, you know, they wake up in the morning, they're feeling refreshed, they pull on, their, they, they go to their closet, they see their line of shoes, and they're like, which one am I going to wear today? Is it going to be my dress-up sneakers, or is it going to be my play sneakers, right? So, again, what are those behaviors like for that ADH mom? You're saying that you're helping them to get organized, so right now, they're disorganized. That's the problem, right? Um, thinking about, again... Uh, some of their preferred channels. So they know, for instance, that they are going to follow influencers on social media that are either in the athletic space or maybe in the designer uh, fashion industry space. Um, they watch um, special events on YouTube and they look for exercise tips and stuff or basketball tips on Google, right? And then again, their preferred content types are social media posts. They're watching the videos and maybe some very image kind of rich um, articles. They're not gonna be heavy, heavy readers, right? So if I'm gonna be blogging, it probably gonna be a component of maybe a blog instead of a blog or a combination thereof, or you wanna make sure there's lots of pictures. So again, those behaviors. So it's not just about the solid numbers, but then what does that person look like on a day-to-day basis that you're trying to pitch your product, your low content product to? So here's an example. 30-something businesswoman who juggles work and family and who needs to needs help organizing their daily life so that they can have more productive and reduce their stress level. That's a descriptive of the ideal customer. So when you think about yours, or I'm going to put back this example, if you were to put it into a sentence, that's the goal. If you were to put all of these descriptors into a sentence now that you know what you know about your demographics, write it out as a descriptor. This is also going to be really helpful. This is all going to help with your copy for your marketing later. So this is all not for nothing. So use, find the verbs in the language, but put it into an actual statement, which is what will be part of your exercise for today. And I'll put back up for practice if you want. Again, you can use these kind of descriptors or kind of fill in yours. Like I said, you do your research, but you wanna be able to take all of your defining components based on what you know about your customer and you wanna list them out and then make it into a phrase or a statement. This is also gonna help with who you are and what you do when you introduce yourself to other people. So I help solopreneurs, freelancers, and coaches who want to leave their nine to five, busy nine to five, by creating an escape route for themselves so they can transition from employee to entrepreneur. So those are kind of those pitch statements that you can create for yourself. And the same will hold true for some of the descriptors for your avatar as well. So we're going to get into that, and that's going to be part of your uh, takeaway for today. If you have any questions on what I'm covering, please put it inside of the chat. The next thing that you're gonna to need to do in your planning is find where your target customer, your audience person are relevant to, when it comes to their relevance thing is social media. And what are they talking about, right? So there's this whole space out there with the sneaker heads. So there may be Facebook communities, there may be Twitter communities, there could be Pinterest communities. You want to find out what kind of conversations are they having? And then typically people are sharing what their problems are. Now, your customer does a hangout on all of them. So that goes back to your demographics. Will you be hanging out on Twitter because of what type of topic that you are known to have? Maybe if you're more inside of technology, then yeah. Twitter's probably going to be a good space for you. Um, LinkedIn, maybe, because again, 
there could be, there are professionals, there are mothers that are professionals who hang out on, on LinkedIn that you could be tapping in, right? Everybody does not everybody's on Facebook, <laughs> just so we're clear. All right. So give, look for the places where your intended audience is actually hanging out and having, engaging in conversations. That's where you want to be able to, again, identify um, and align what you feel are is a good fit for your low content product to put inside. So Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, uh, Twitter, Instagram, maybe TikTok. I threw TikTok out there because I'm like, I don't know. I'm not a TikTok person at the moment. I'm not putting my focus right there. Maybe a little down the line. I, I try to be become as a increase my awareness of the platform, but I'm not spending a lot of time because I have to have some priorities. And that's just not one for me right now. And I don't feel as though my, my intended audience is hanging out there right now. I know everybody's like, oh, everybody needs to hang out on, on TikTok. Don't fall into um, the trending. for Trends don't fit everybody, right? And sometimes we just need to stick with what we know and what's good and comfortable for right now when we're first starting out. And then you get to grow and expand. So again, give yourself permission. And then you want to have this conversation with yourself about on the what, which type of low content product would you find valuable and in what format? So again, inside of that bootcamp kit that you have, uh, I go into a lot of detail with respect to the types of uh, products that you can create. It could be, you know, journals, logs, um, checklists. Um, what were some of the other ones? Infographics and the like. But do you want to make it a, a downloadable? Because maybe your intended audience your avatar wants something that they can get right away because they want to be able to address what they're dealing with right then and there. And it would make sense for it to be a digital uh, digital um, product that they can easily download. But then there are some of you, depending again on your intended audience, that they value writing. They like the whole experience of, of um, having something physical in their, in their hands. And, and so if that's the case, then maybe a physical product does make sense. Um, <clears throat> you just have to make that decision or it could be a combination of both. There are a lot of great uh, platforms out there now that uh, will do print on demand for you. So you don't have to get into this whole inventory piece. So a lot of people shy away from physical products, uh, particularly from a book perspective because of the nature of having to maybe do things in, um, in some volume, but there are lots of great um, print-on-demand options that are out there. Even it, it, for those of us on the U.S. side, um, and there probably is a similar type of a company where you are, no matter where you are, even if you were to say, I'm, I'm not going to keep an inventory, but every time somebody orders, I'm going to go to my local printer, like an Office Depot we have here or Staples, and I can get it physically printed up because I would have it all laid out and I can hit my send button and then have it shipped. So there's different opportunities. It just depends on the type of low content product that you want to create for your intended audience and what delivery mechanism and what their needs and expectations are. Some people need a real quick win and they wanna know that somebody is acknowledging them in their problem or what they're doing. So choose a format and that's what you're gonna to do today. And then again, what topic? that is related to that problem and also your expertise and your knowledge. Um, so I'll, again, giving yourself permission, take the easy route the first time around. Don't, you have no, nothing to prove to anybody but yourself. Keep it simple. Don't try to create something wild and crazy. It, it's, it's not worth it. Do something simple, put it out there, test drive it. You can expand and improve and make things bigger and more extensive whenever you want. But again, keep it simple. So what type of product? And then choosing a topic that's going to relate to your existing business or a new business and your experience. I would hope that 
part of the reason why you do what you do is because you've had the experiences that you're trying to help others overcome, right? You're bringing your backstory and your, um, your experiences to the forefront. And that too is gonna be part of why you're able to make those connections with your intended audience is because you've been down that road and you're trying to help people overcome it or not go down that road themselves. So you choose a topic. Um, there's countless different ones out there, but you need to narrow down the one. You can, again, this is kind of almost be a rinse and repeat for you. You're gonna be able to do this one time for this particular project. And then you can circle back and do it again for as many other projects that you want to do, but choose, we're gonna be choosing just one. So any idea is gonna be able to translate. So you wanna be able to come up with something that extends to an, either an existing offer or is gonna to appeal to a new audience. So think for, for a moment for yourself. Am I looking to, based on what I have already in place, what am I taking, what do I have already in place that I could just kind of do a little side component to that's gonna add value to or break out? and be a complement to what I'm already doing with a product or a service. That's part of this opportunity, is if you already are doing coaching, if you already are doing um, an online class, if you already um, have something already created, this is a little complement to that. You're just giving an opportunity to produce something that will be a connection. And the reason why that's important is, again, I go back to a marketing strategy for your sales funnel. This could be that kind of introductory level item that people will see that, oh, this was useful. You tested the waters. You've proven yourself. And then you're also taking people through that um, nurturing series that you're going to do once they've bought into it. So if you are doing things already, and it's because of that that you but you haven't created a low content offer, then do what would that look like for what you're existing already and, and, and that you're already good at? Or for some of you, you may be pivoting. You may say, you know what, I want to see if this other audience might be a more viable audience to bring into my camp as I'm looking at my pivot. So you can look at it from that perspective. So you want to be able to think about your low content product and the need to uh, address that niche area that you're thinking about. So what does that mean? That also means you don't want to be broad. Yes, everybody, you can create an activity law, but I want to create something that's specific to, in, like in my example, to sneakerheads. So maybe the low content product I'm gonna create for my sneakerhead uh, people is an inventory uh, journal. Every time they bought it, they can journal when they bought it, how they bought it, take a picture, journal about that because it makes sense. It was like, oh, I'm, I wanna keep an inventory of all my pieces because I had this conversation with my nephew too. I was like, do you have an inventory of all your sneakers? He was like, like I'm like written down. He was like, no, and I'm like, Hmm, it's probably a good thing for you to create then because I would think it would be of value. So nothing's generic, but look at as an example, instead of just an activity, maybe again, if you're, if you're a personal fitness coach, personal coach, um, there may be a fitness log. If uh, you're a, a yoga instructor, then maybe some type of yoga journal. And it could be a combination. It could be for them to journal and give some meditation inside. You can kind of have it both, you know, incorporate for both. Or maybe it's real explicit, like an activity log for, you know, lazy people. Or it's an organizational guide for women, um, you know, to for the week, a weekly guide for the busy ADH mom. Be that kind of explicit about it because that's who you're looking to attract. So think of it along those lines. It's not, you don't want to be that generic. The name is, oh, I can do that myself. You want to make a low content product as useful as possible that people are going to use it. We collect things all day long. 
but it's got to be of value to them that they will actually use it. And then you're going to put those prompts together to get them to use it and remind them that the value that you bring alongside the low content product itself. So those are just some of the examples. Is that helping? Are you starting to think about how that can, what does that low content product look like for you? Because I think the great thing about low content products is, again, it's low content. There's not much in it. It's for other people to fill it in. You're providing a framework, right? Allowing them to enter in their information. You're just helping them to that, create that space for them to put that information in. So again, what is this going to be for? So now that you know about your target audience and you need to be clear about the purpose of that product for your customer. So again, see what you're offering. Like again, the walking log means they're gonna record their walks that they've taken. If um, they may say maybe it's a level of, they're also gonna maybe track the level of difficulty so that, and then the ease of access. So that means that possibly um, you're helping them to kind of track how in 30 days can they increase their numbers to maybe putting that into place so that there's a goal in mind. Okay. Susie says, I'm, I'm, I think the things that I was thinking about creating are more intensive than what is being described here. Okay. Okay. And again, there's that may not be a low content product. It may be more of a ebook or which is still of value. But just that low content products themselves just don't have a lot of information. It should be something that's not as intense. Maybe the one that you're thinking about could be a level two. Okay, so a guide. Yeah, a guidebook, but maybe again, it could be um, a very simple guide for beginners. And then you go into something more extensive later. So you want to keep this simple for yourself as much as you want to do it for other people. So that's the other thing to be kind of thinking around. Um, so again, you want to think about the benefits. This is, takes you now to the emotional side. So yes, there's the physical product or the digital version, but you in what you're trying to solve. But now you want to get into that emotional component rather than just the practicality of it, but there's a benefit. You want people to have that quick win, to feel better, to overcome something, to be able to say, I check this off. Those are the quick wins. And so when you make something that's too expensive, they won't get through it quick enough. Whereas if you just say, you know what, I'm just gonna create, create a, um, a 30 day journal just to get them through 30, or it might be just a simple work weekly one, but you know, they can do it every week, but at least each week they're completing something and you're guiding them through it. So it could just be a real simple piece. Um, Cause the digital versions, obviously you can make as long as you want. So you have that to keep in mind. And you can also do a mixture, right? So like the weight loss tracker with some motivations that may be built into the layout. So like I have one for uh, like abundance, abundance journaling, right? So I have uh, quotes about abundance um, at the bottom of my page, right? There's still there going to be this space for them to, to think about the law of attraction and being mindful about what abundance is, or maybe it's a gratitude journal, but I'm also keeping them motivated, right? Today's motivation quote is whatever. Right. So you can embed it in that way, but it's still keeping it very simplistic at the same time. And then again, what's the intended outcome? It should be positive. They should overcome something. Very simple win. You're not trying to solve the world's problem with a low content product. Just a simple win. And now, how will you know it will sell and where? So in this particular case, we want to get into the research. You want to be able to find out what's trending to make sure that the interest that you feel is out there is really out there for your low content product. So there's a couple of tools that I'm going to share with you, and then we're going to, I'm going to pop it into the ch uh, chat, and then um, 
Ah, yes, bird feeds. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I'm going to put them into the chat. So I know a lot of people don't like to do this part of the work, but again, I love research. I think it's fun because I'm always fact-finding for something. Um, but it, it doesn't have to be extensive. We're not trying to write a dissertation. We're just trying to look for some uh, cues, if you would, that's going to help us to understand better. Uh, a little due diligence, if you would. So the first one I'm going to pop into the... Uh, to um, the chat for you is basically going to, it's called Google Trends. It's free. I always like the free stuff. And you can just type in googletrends.com and I'll pop it into the chat. And I'm going to share, I'm going to turn this off and I'll share my screen. <gasps> I just realized, don't believe this kid. Oh, it's so okay. I had a panic moment for her face. <laughs> I'm like, is this recording? <laughs> okay, so I want to go to Google Trends. I'm going to uh, take off my slide deck for one second. We'll stop sharing for a quick minute. And I'm going to go over to my browser and I'm going to share my screen again. I find this one to be really cool. Has anyone been to Google Trends before? I just keep um, getting a notice on uh, my Chrome browser every day that I've exceeded my limit. And since I've never seen anyone, I don't know what my limit is. Your limit to what? Google Trends. Really? There's a limit? I've never used it, so all I know is it tells me every day I've exceeded my my limit. Hmm. No idea That's what it adds in its mind. Interesting. I've never experienced that, but we'll have to check that out. All righty. So, what you can does anybody see my screen? Okay. So here um, is real simple. I want you to type in a search term or the topic that you are going to be. Um, problem solving for, for your low content product. So what would you type in um, based on what you were sharing? So if you wanted to type in busy moms or you wanted, or um, unorganized um, moms or um, social media or content marketing or um, bird watchers or, you know, those types of things, like type in a phrase and then what will happen is you'll have, uh, like here right now, these are some of the things that are trending. Of course, Taylor Swift and Kardashians are trending, right? These are in um, over the geographically, you can, the World Cup is trending. So just, just different topics that you can choose. And they're going to give you lots of different information. So just type in yours. I'm going to type in social media marketing as a topic. And then once you hit your enter key, it's going to um, do its thing. And then the way that you read this chart is um, if, it's, if it's staying above 50, then you're in a good space. There's a, that's a good topic that you could say, okay, there's interest there. If, you're, if you find things below, then either what you type in the phrase, remember, it's all based on the topic at a very broad level. So if you, the more specific you are, you may be too specific, and that's why the number is low as well. But so, for instance, I type in social media marketing. And this is just going over um, a period of time, the past 12 months. And this is also geographic. So you can change this. If you want to be more worldwide, be more worldwide, right? If I change this to worldwide, the numbers are going to definitely shift. Notice how it came a little bit more down because the population is larger. So that makes kind of sense. So you can change it to, and then change your time period. You might want to say what's well, been going on maybe for just the past 30 days or 90 days. And then do you want, there's different categories. So here again, you can say social media marketing and I can go down here, beauty and fitness. Notice now, look how it dipped and changed. 
but there's some highs and some lows. So typically, as the information is um, is interest over time, so if you hit the little uh, question bubble for your help, it's going to tell you this number represents interest in related to the highest points of the chart for a given region in a time. So the value of 100 is the peak. And so the value of 50 is just kind of that mean, the middle. And then a score below a zero means there's just not enough information there to make a real determination. But at least I can tell if I'm doing something with social media marketing, as I'm a social media marketing uh, virtual assistant, then this might be of help to me. So this is just a great way. Then you can scroll down and you can see it by regions if locality makes sense to you. So if you're more a local person, then you want to type in your city maybe and, or your state and see how things are working there. And then the other thing this might be helpful for you is they're a related topic. So you can't think of everything. So let the computer do some of the work for you. So here are some other things that you may not have thought about that you could be looking at that might help you in your decision making. So while I typed in um, the people who are typing in social media marketing, they're typing in things for uh, hashtags is the subject is the topic that they're looking at. So maybe I could might so I'm thinking about social media marketing. I'm thinking about a low content product. Maybe it's um, how to do the five steps to doing uh, creating a hashtag or going about doing something that's hashtag related. That's a related topic. So that kind of helps you in that in that regard. Okay. Do you use the keyword search tool? Maybe that is what. Yes. So in a sense, yes. Yeah. So keywords are certainly part of this whole premise with respect to the Google Trends. It's just that it's more about what's trending out there, topic wise. And then I'm going to take you to a different one about what how people are looking up information. So this just kind of gives you a little scale as far as what, what's kind of out there, what's on people's minds, if you would, in their behaviors about certain topics. So see what that gives you, and then just take a snapshot of it, if you would. And if you don't know how to do a screenshot, usually on your Mac, so around your Windows, you can just hold down the Windows button, and then there's a print screen button at the top, and that's going to give you a screenshot. Your, your little screen will go black for brown for a minute. And then it will land usually um, in your picture folder on your computer. And now you have a little screenshot for yourself so that you can reference or just kind of put it inside of your plan so that you can say, you know what, I did my due diligence and this is what my data set, keep me reminded. Okay. Another tool, I'm gonna put the next one in here for you guys. Let me go back to my, let's see, where's my, oh, I'm gonna go to, <laughs> okay, so the next tool that I want to share with you guys is called AnswerThePublic.com. I'm going to put this in the chat. Now, the great thing about this tool that I like a lot is, um, now this is semi-free, <laughs> meaning you have a, so don't do anything just yet, so you don't want you to use up your day's worth of questions. So I'm just going to demo it for you. And then when you're ready at the end, you can come back and do this, okay? Because um, there's a free version, but you only can do like two or three a day or something like that. So I don't want you to use it today's piece. But just know that here, the, the point here is the database goes out and looks at the different search engines that are out there, right? And it's pulling how people are typing in their search um, phrases. And they're pulling that information together. So when you ask a question, you can see how other people asked about that topic. And that's another way for you to determine how you may go about your, um, your product design. So here, if people discover they're asking about what, so what is the topic? What is the, or is it a particular brand or a particular product? You only need one or two words, right? So again, I'm gonna type in social media as my example. And also note here, this is uh, United States. If you need to be geographic in nature to wanna know like what are the trends going on in the UK or in Australia or New Zealand, it makes better sense to do that, do that, 
Okay. And then hit search. All righty. So here, so you see how it's telling me about my offer? Um, and I want to say, yeah, so um, what you call just bought them, by the way. So if you've, if you've heard of Uber Suggest before with Neil Patel, um, they just took, uh, they just bought Answer the Public. The other, I just read that article not that long ago. So here again is the outcome. So what happens is that there were 80 questions. And this, and this is a nice visual diagram. So you can look at it visually, and then you can look at it just at the data on itself. You can look at it both ways. So from a visual is saying here, how are people asking this question? So they're saying social media. So social media are, and then just how questions are phrased. Are social media posts copyrighted? So someone's asking that question. This is not what they're making up. People are typing in this type of question, these types of questions. Here's a question. Uh, will social media go away? Will social media continue to grow? Then there's the what. So these are all the different questions. The who, what, where, why, how, can, right? What social media pays the most? So this is another way for you to see how other people, your intended audience, that doesn't give it to you from a demographics, but from a large scale, what are they thinking about and how are they looking up for this information and the problem that they're trying to solve, okay? Now, if I look at this, you can take it by the prepositions. They have it broken down with, without, near, I, can. So you can look at data that way. And then you can look at data comparisons that look into questions that are comparisons like versus like or versus an and. So up here at the very top is how they break down the question. So the people might be saying, well, maybe I'm looking at social media versus social network or social media or websites. So people are typing in these types of phrases and questions. So up at the top, you can look at by questions, by propositions, prepositions, by comparisons, even alphabetical and or there's related. So you can break down the data that way. So it's a great tool, again, get inside of the minds of your intended audience. Make sense? Great. All right, I'm, so those are the two um, I think that will help you. I don't wanna give you too many or just go all over the place and then you'll get sucked into the hole. <laughs> we don't need any more rabbit holes for today. So those are just the two I think will help just again, help you to figure it out a bit better. Um, typically, I would tell people to go to, you know, social media, go to their Facebook groups and spend time in those groups and all those other things. And I'm going to be real honest. I don't like spending time in other people's groups unless, I mean, there's a, there's a value to it because you want to get to that point of figuring out what other people are doing. And then you can invite them to your group and spend, it is, it is time consuming. So you have to be very specific. And not all groups are very uh, open to that. They don't really want people in there trying to do what I just said, do go out and find questions and ask people and see what they're doing and being nosy. Um, some of the public groups are, but then you have to think about the quality of the people in those public groups as much as they are the other way around. So I feel as though for right now, these two tools are just kind of get to the get to the point for you and move and move you around in that way. Okay. All righty, and let me go back to my screen. No, never do this right. Okay, okay come back. And there we go. All righty. <clears throat> so that kind of gives you some sense for that. I think I've, I've kind of asked you talked about that already. So again, determining where customers will find you. So here's an interesting part to think about as we wrap this part up. Um, are they hanging out on websites to get their information? Are they getting their information from a blogs that they're reading? Um, again, I go back to the search terms I just mentioned. 
what content appeals to them. The reason why you want to ask yourself this question about determining where the customers will find you is if they're already outreading somebody else's blog and they're getting traction from that, then it's quite possible you may want to have a blog. And a blog is not for everybody because it is a time commitment. I get it. Um, but one blog won't hurt. And maybe it's one really good blog. But again, are they reading blogs or the social media sites that they're frequenting, um, those search terms, and then what that content that's appealing to them? Is it the rich uh, pictures? Do they watch lots of YouTube videos? That type of thing. All righty. So you have a good, by now, you should have a good sense of one. Defining your ideal customer. Write that descriptive down based on the demographic components. And I'll put that back up when we go back into, and we go into a work hour. Um, so your plan is to your do now, write a description of your ideal customer. You want to determine in what social media platforms that the people that you're looking for are going to be hanging out in. And if you have time, be in those spaces, like I mentioned. Identify the data that we just talked about. So go back to Google Trends and run a, a quick data search. Go to uh, Answer the Public and do a quick data search. See if you if there's some, even a, an, a comparative analysis, Does it is it making sense? If you typed in ADHD mothers, what would you find? Um, you're making a decision today. Is it going to be a physical product or is it going to be a digital product? And then you're also making a decision today about what type of product. Is it going to be a journal? Is it going to be a checklist? Is it going to be um, a, a guidebook? Um, is it going to be a um, log of some type? You have to make a decision around that. Um, I'm going to provide you with some templates and tools that are going to help expedite some of this when we get to our creation part, but at least have a good sense of what tool, what product will be helpful with in what, how are you going to bring this information to be helpful to your intended audience in helping them to problem solve or get past whatever they're looking to get past. Okay. And then again, decide on that topic. What problem, what are you going to be answering? And by way of the topic. So um, I think it was, Susie, you were talking about the guy, your birds, the bird feeders, right? A guide to, I think a nice simple guide or checklist of five things you need to know about or looking for, you know, bird feeders is a great tool. And also, it could be kind of a log. You can create it almost as a combination for them to hear the things you need to, you know, the, I don't know, maybe it's like um, almost the anatomy, I will say, of a bird feeder. I don't know. But, you know, like, what are the things, your types of bird feeders? And then maybe a log for them to kind of go shopping and looking for things and then finding the ones that appeal to them. I don't know. But that could be a way of, of going about it. So, the topic matters is, is to your point. You've kind of narrowed it down a bit. And that, my friends, is our session uh, components for today. So your do now is going to work on planning the plan. And also this is, um, so for those who, who are watching this as a recording, um, you can, of course, repeat and watch them hit replay and all that good stuff. But we're going to go into co-working mode and I'm also going to do an open Q&A so and help in any way that I can as we move through this part. So I'm not going to be recording the co-working part. Um, that's your moment to just pause for yourself and just commit to getting the work done as is noted here in the do now. Write your description, visit the social media platforms for that um, person that you're writing for, also identifying what social media platforms or channels do you feel you're gonna be putting some effort in as well. Decide on your physical or digital product, 
decide on what type of low content product. Again, that's inside of your kit. I put a whole list of stuff there for you to choose from. And then the topic and making sure that the topic that you're gonna be creating that low content product around is gonna be feasible. All righty. Very good. If you have to leave, no worries. You have that. I'm going to um, hit our stop on sharing on here, and I'm also going to stop the recording. So we'll see you, everyone, for who's um, joining us for the next session for day two and create your first low content product.